Welcome to the Mountain Park Church Podcast. We're excited to share this week's message with you. Our mission is to allow God to work in and through us, and we'd love to hear your story of how God has been working in or through you. Email us at mystory@mp.church and tell us how God has been working in and through you. It's so good to just to listen to God's people just worship. Thank you for your faithfulness for coming in. My name is Herm Plett. I'm actually Andrew Plett's father. And uh, it's just been a real, quite a ride that we've been on at Mountain Park. You agree? And it's been so exciting to, to, to really, for me, the series on the Holy Spirit. Wow, it's just amazing. Brenda, Alex, Andrew, to preach and to, to share their hearts regarding the Holy Spirit, who he is, and, uh, and what he does. And so this morning, I just, all week long, I've just been just, just praying and just seeking the heart of the Father. So, Lord, if, if I had one message to share, one message to share with your people, what should I share? It was so, so clear to me near the beginning of the week. I said, Herm, share how the Holy Spirit is your best friend. The Holy Spirit is my best friend. How many of you ha- still remember the moment, the day, when you met a person, maybe a friend for the first time, maybe your spouse right now. You remember the first time? You know, friends can be complicated. There's so much hope we put in friendship. We connect together. We get married. We have children. But then the enemy comes, and he loves to bring discord and disharmony. He loves for anger to get in there and disunity to get in there. And and the enemy has done quite a job in relationships and also friendships gone sour. Have any of you had friendships gone sour? Put up your hand. The rest of you are lying, sorry. (laughs) Because we all have. We all have had friendships that have gone away. And, um, and this morning, I really do want to talk about the Holy Spirit, my best friend forever, forever, and ever, and ever. And for me, as I think about the Holy Spirit being my friend, it goes way back to my own mother with her German accent came in from Europe and Paraguay in 1956. And, and even with that broken accent, I discovered fairly early as I was growing up and I could understand my mom. And there's a lot of things I didn't like about mom because she preached. We would have long prayers before we eat. That was brutal. We, I've, we had four brothers and all our friends were outside waiting for us to play baseball with them while we're waiting. 
What are you doing, Herm? Well, my mom's praying a long prayer. And, and so the whole issue of, of, you know, of friendship. I, and back then, as I saw that, how my mom had a f- friendship with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, with Jesus and with the Father, but very specifically, and I said to myself, I want that. I want that. I want that kind of friendship with the Holy Spirit. And I remember when I was growing up and, um, and I hadn't really dated yet, so I didn't really have a girlfriend. My goodness, I was only 17, 18 years old. Then God's providence, God's mercy, my older brother had a gorgeous red Mustang. 1968, and he lost his license. Too bad, eh? His, his younger brother had to just sort of take him places. So I figured, hey, I'm going roller skating in St. Catharines, the roller rink. Remember, some of you remember that? Oh, yeah, look. <laughs> and uh, hey, listen, it changed my life. Roller skating changed my life. And that night, and I'd gone two or three times, and, and I, you know, was skating around, and I saw this. I loved roller skating. I saw this young girl. She was pretty hot. And you know those wiggles when roller skating? And I noticed it all night. And... I thought I only have one chance. I was too shy to ask her for a skate, so it was. Get this, last skate couples only at 5 to 11. Remember that? Last skate couples only. And there comes this woman skating towards me. My heart is pounding. And at the last second, I stuck out my arm like this, and she fell to the ground. And I said, would you like to skate? I'll help you up and skate. She said, yes, because she was probably all stunned. Her name is Cheryl, 15 years old. That began, that was an encounter with this person. I wanted to develop a friendship with. 15, I was 18. So we would go to, get, get this, 15, 18, going to, you know, Bible studies and everything else because we were both wanting more of, of God. But then we were dating, so that changed my life. A, re, a human relationship. And then shortly after that, I, I, was, I was a carpenter by trade and I was, I was, Tired, and I said to Cheryl, I don't feel like going on a date tonight, Friday night. I heard that there was something going on because I was hungry for God, for more of God. I was, I was a Christian. I was, I was baptized, but I wanted more of the Holy Spirit. And that Friday night, there was something at Central Gospel Temple. They were going to pray for people. And so I canceled the date with Cheryl, and I went to that service, 
And that's where I would say I received the release or the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which began a, a friendship with the Holy Spirit. It, that's where it started. Where I, the, the Spirit was released, and all of a sudden, for me, it was a, it was a new thing. Uh, growing up in the church where I grew up, it, it, was, it was not a thing to do. As we've been talking about, we've had great sermons on the Holy Spirit and who he is and what he does. But this sweet girl who I struck a relationship with, her name was Cheryl, didn't like my new friend, the Holy Spirit. In fact, her pastor, that rascal, he said to her, Cheryl, that's from the devil. But Cheryl, what Herman's talking about is from the devil. And she's called me up, Herm, we can't go out anymore. I don't like your new friend you found in the Holy Spirit. Well, then I really started talking to my friend, the Holy Spirit. In 24 hours, she changed her mind. And we started dating again. And we pursued together this friendship with the Holy Spirit. Amazing things. We were just married. So these are very defining moments regarding friendship with the Holy Spirit. And, and, uh, and then the next big thing, we were married. I was a carpenter. Cheryl was a hairdresser. In an ordinary Sunday morning in St. Catharines, just newlyweds, all of a sudden I heard the Holy Spirit. Not an audible voice, but pressing on my heart, Herm, I want you to quit the carpentry business and follow me full time in the ministry. Singing in the choir. Can you imagine me singing in the choir? Nobody has asked me to be on the, on the band. Definitely not Andrew to ask me to sing. I was in the choir. My new bride was beside me, wondering what was going on. Normally, they have altar calls for rededication, right, or salvation. But for the ministry, what gives? What's wrong with you, pastor? You don't do that. And even I had an altar call for that, but I didn't. Again, I didn't go. And we got in the car, and I started crying. I said, Cheryl, you wouldn't believe it, but I just sense God is calling us into the ministry. I thought it was an emotional experience, you know, so a couple days later, I phoned the pastor. So I had this experience with the Holy Spirit, a friendship with the Holy Spirit, getting to know one another and making big decisions in life and everything else. And I said to the pastor, I just sense I should have been at the altar because God called me. The very first thing came out of that pastor's mouth and he didn't know that I had this experience. He said, Herm, I know. How do you know? Because in my conversation with God, okay, the Holy Spirit, you know, that, that morning in those moments in the choir loft, I said, God, you got your wires crossed big time. I actually told him that. You got your wires crossed. I'm a carpenter. I have plans to build a house. And all these plans, Lord, you got, I, there's something wrong with this picture. And I said to the Lord, Lord, you know the guy standing beside me? He's the pastor's son. It's natural for him to be a pastor, right, Lord? 
The Lord didn't rebuke me for that. And the pastor said, after I told, he told me, I know, he said, my son was standing beside you and he knew something was going on in your heart. And he says, by the way, Herm, God called my son that same morning. It transformed our marriage. It transformed our life. And the journey of developing a relationship with the Holy Spirit as our best friend continued on and on and on and on. You see, when the Holy Spirit, we'll be talking about it, when the Holy Spirit is your best friend, he is present wherever you are present. Jot this down, that the Holy Spirit inside you is better than Jesus beside you. It is the Holy Spirit inside you because wherever you go, he goes with you, right? Wherever and whatever you're, you're dealing with. The Holy Spirit inside you is better than Jesus beside you. And Andrew talked a lot about that in these weeks. That the Holy Spirit is inside of us. And wherever we go, he goes. You see, friendship with the Holy Spirit is so powerful that basically your relationship with God is so much more increased, your relationship with the Father. It's true, like Proverbs says, there is a friend that sticks closer than what? Than a brother. And this friend, I want you to think, maybe you haven't thought about this, this before, the Holy Spirit, my best friend forever. Because the Holy Spirit, as your friend, is the one that will carry you through. I really maintain, I've been in the ministry for 38 years, and this friendship with the Holy Spirit, which began many years ago, has helped me to avoid burnout in ministry. I've been hurt many, many, many times. I have been deserted by so many friends and people. And it's the Holy Spirit, my best friend, that has carried me through. And I don't say this boastfully. In 38 years of ministry, I have not had one sabbatical. Not one. I have incredible heart for pastors all over the country. I know them across the country, and I, I hear so much about their burnout, their emptiness, their brokenness, and even a season with my own son. And I would say to each one of them, cultivate, foster, 
a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I love people. You know I love people. But they will let you down. People are, they think differently. They're fickle. They come and go. And today, because of all the things we've gone through, just like a relationship with the Lord and the relationship with the Holy Spirit being a friend, Cheryl and I have, over these years, all the things that we've gone through together with our friend being the Holy Spirit and our friend that we have each other. She is my best friend, humanly speaking. My best friend. And can you imagine the Holy Spirit being your best friend and your wife being your best friend? It doesn't get any better than that. It's like heaven on earth. And all that Ben said, oh, come on, that's pretty weak. There is no human being on this planet who completely understands, and I hear this so often, oh, she doesn't understand me, he doesn't understand me. There's no human being on this planet who completely understands me like the Holy Spirit. Nobody else, really. And that's helped me. When I get knocked down to get up and keep on going, <laughs> to keep on going, not to stay in the past, but to get up, to keep on going, in that sense of perfect fellowship of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know what I love about the friendship with the Holy Spirit? You never have a need to justify yourself or defend yourself. You never have a need to justify yourself, to be understood, or to defend yourself because you have a friendship with the Holy Spirit. I'm just giving you some incredible benefits. And this one I really, as I was just thinking about this week, these thoughts came to my mind and heart. Friendship with the Holy Spirit. You never have to worry that he will think badly of you. I don't have to worry that he will think badly of me. The Holy Spirit has never condemned me all these years. People have, but the Holy Spirit has never condemned me. What the Holy Spirit does, he convicts. When I go astray, when I sin, he gently convicts my heart. He pricks my heart. Herm, straighten up. It's a gentle kind of a, a prick, not a condemnation. That's why I memorized many years ago, Romans 8, 1, there is therefore no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. When you feel condemned, it's not the Holy Spirit. That's false guilt. It's the enemy that is condemning you because Holy Spirit will convict you. There's a big difference between conviction and condemnation. And so many people are walking in condemnation today and they're not able to live out the calling that God has for them in their lives. And you know what the best thing when I realized in this journey? When I understood 
Again, I was a shy, insecure. You would never even get me to share a verse in, in Sunday school, whatever. I was all those things until I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It changed my personality. It changed my heart. It has never been the same, but I needed to cultivate that. And a lot of times, how many of you really enjoy yourselves? A lot of times we're so mad at ourselves, right? We don't enjoy ourselves. But one thing I do know about the friendship with the Holy Spirit, he actually, he actually enjoys having company with me, having some Starbucks coffee with me. He enjoys it too, by the way. Starbucks. Americano with cream, cinnamon. You see, he actually, what a difference it makes when you think of the Holy Spirit is a person. We've talked about, again, we talked about he's a person. He's not weird. Cheryl's pastor thought it was weird. I'm glad that Cheryl saw the light. Don't you agree? I just love her so much. One message that I could leave with you today is the Holy Spirit your best friend forever. I just wanted to, to whet your appetite. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14 is actually the, the scripture. In the New Living Translation, this is what it says. Of, again, I just wanted to focus in on, on this verse. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ... You see, it's the grace that allows us to come for us to have this relationship with the Holy Spirit and this friendship. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. This friendship is not for a select few. It's for all. I love what the Message Bible, have you heard of the Message Bible, anybody? The translation? Each year I read through the Bible, and last year it was from the Message translation. And this is what it says. Just, just close your eyes and just let it sink in. Paul is saying, may the amazing grace of the Master Jesus Christ the amazing grace of Jesus. I love this, how he explains love. The extravagant love of God. Not just the love of God, but the extravagant. God is all about generosity, about being extravagant. And the intimate, so it actually uses these words in the Message Bible, the intimate fellowship of of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Do you want that? It's a benediction that Paul has in Corinthians. The amazing grace of the Master Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. And we come because of the grace. You want a dynamic life? You want a life of, a, of adventure? 
I could spend a couple hours here sharing with you stories of the life we've had, good and bad, because of the friendship with the Holy Spirit. It's the intimate fellowship. It's the dynamic Holy Spirit. It says in 1 Corinthians 6, 19, that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in us is better than Jesus beside us. The Holy Spirit is your best friend. Three things I want to challenge you with, and then we're going to close. I want to allow time today for you to come and to really surrender yourself totally under the friendship of the Holy Spirit. The first thing you, we need to do is prioritize. Be hungry. Prioritize and be hungry and thirst after God. Even as an 18-year-old, tired, I was hungry for more of God. I wanted, I went somewhere and I prayed and had people pray for me. I was hungry. I was, was I sinful? Yes. <laughs> There's no one perfect here. We're all on a journey and prioritize, focus, focus, focus. So what I do for all these years, especially since my, my open heart surgery, I get up around 6.30 or so and, and I take my heart medicine and I get my playlist and I put songs on my ears and I run and walk, I feel the, the, the pleasure, the presence of Jesus for 45, 50 minutes, first thing every single morning. And it's like that friendship with, G, with the Holy Spirit is stoked, it's cultivated, it's fed. Then I have a shower, then I have breakfast, and then being married, and I have an incredible time of prayer with my wife, Cheryl. She reads, I pray. And that cultivates a friendship with the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing what happens then. Your day is different. Every single day is different. We don't know what we're going to encounter. Like June 20th, just two or three weeks ago, I had an appointment at Starbucks in St. Catharines going 110 kilometers on the Queen Elizabeth north. All of a sudden, in a second time, somebody clipped me in my behind, in my vehicle going 110 kilometers an hour. Holy Spirit, here we go. And, and, and I lost total control of my vehicle, swerving like crazy across three lanes on the Queen Elizabeth. And as I turned, I said, Lord, you got to help me. And so I turned because I was hitting the guardrail going at a big high speed. I turned right. And so my back behind of my vehicle hit the guardrail. And then I went across three lanes back. I said, Lord, there must have been angels. Because the Queen Elizabeth has so many trucks and so many cars coming. In those moments, it was a moment. How God provided angels and peace. And even after the shock, I didn't know. I even had a lot of damage, so I just was in shock. Because the guidance, nobody stopped. And I prayed, and I continued on <laughs> to my appointment. And later on, I found out that my, my um, rear end was pretty damaged, and it was, it was a write-off. 
but my life was spared. Again, during the normal mornings of my routine. Again, the normalness. It's not an event. It's like, it's never an event. It is moment by moment. As I was running, after this all happened, they told my car was a runoff. I was running down a street, St. Matthew's Street, and all of a sudden I saw a for sale sign on a vehicle. It was a Lexus. I said, no way, God, no way. I did that three times without, you know, I didn't do anything. Didn't even get the number because I thought, no way. Holy Spirit, one morning, the one more, third morning, it's like the for sale sign was like huge for sale with the phone number on it. Okay, I get it. Holy Spirit. So I called the person. It's a long story. The write off we got from my car. Anyway, if you see me driving, I'm driving a Lexus 2000. And nine Lexus SUV, all paid for. All paid for. All paid for. What the enemy meant for evil, God has turned that around. What I'm telling you this morning, the Holy Spirit wants to be your best friend. Let's stand. Let's stand. Because not only should we prioritize, but we should be aware of the Holy Spirit being your friend. Be aware. Be aware. Be aware of his presence. Be aware. Each day, each moment, I'm aware. And the last thing that's so critical as we're standing here, keep in step with the Holy Spirit in your everyday life. Do we hear an amen? In Galatians 5.25, Brenna talked about the fruit of the Spirit that the Holy Spirit produces. That really enhances your friendship when you develop peace and patience and joy and self-control and kindness. I tell you, if, if the Holy Spirit is your best friend, you will always speak life to people, not tear them down. You will be full of good fruit in your life if you are a friend of the Holy Spirit. You, your language will change. Your language you speak to your wife and to your kids. Your marriage will be transformed if you are a friend with the Holy Spirit. It's not trying harder. It's not trying harder. We've tried so much and are getting anywhere. It's being in the presence of the Holy Spirit and being friends with the Holy Spirit. He's not weird. He's beautiful and he's gentle. He's kind. He's loving. He will not condemn you. He believes in you. When nobody else believes in you, he believes in you. Don't let anybody tell you differently. You have messed up big time, but the Holy Spirit's gonna help you deal with shame together. Together, you walk heart to heart. You feel the Father's heart. Oh, Jesus. 
Jesus, I pray that we'll keep in step with you. And even during these, this year of change, dramatic change, even in this place, I've been here 17 years. I've preached for 38 years. And to lay that down so my son can preach, you think it was easy. But I tell you it was easy because the Holy Spirit is my friend. He is my friend. And as a friend of the Holy Spirit, he says, give, give. You're not done, Herm. It's just different, and that's okay. And this morning, what I want to challenge you today is do you want to be a friend of the Holy Spirit? Do you want the Holy Spirit to be your best friend? Anybody put up your hand if you have that hunger. Lord, I just pray right now that, that each person here would sense in their own hearts a hunger to prioritize a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Dear God, I pray that each person here would be aware of your presence. Be aware of how you come and you want to have a relationship. And also, Lord, this morning, I pray for each one that we would walk in step with the Holy Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit, come. Come upon each person. And for those who are broken today, for those who are full of sorrow, I pray that you would bring healing. You would bring restoration. I pray for every marriage this morning where there is strife and conflict. I pray for peace and joy. I pray for friendships this morning, physical friendships that are broken, that are severed. In the name of Jesus, we declare freedom, healing, restoration for each person here this morning. And Lord, we want to commit together as a people of God, we are the people of his presence that we'll walk in step with you, but also, Lord, with one another in this body of believers, in this family, that we would walk in step, not ahead, not behind, but in step with the Holy Spirit. We hope that you are challenged and inspired by what you heard today, and that you're willing to allow God to work in and through your life in bigger ways this week. We'd love to stay connected with you on social media, facebook.com slash mountainparkchurch and instagram.com slash mountainparkchurch. Finally, if you have a story of how God has been working in and through you, we'd love to hear it. Just email us at mystory@mp.church at and tell us how God has been working in your life lately.